Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the February issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Limit Feeding Cows Corn as an Alternative to Hay. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Aaron Labry, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Aaron, as we look at the circumstances we're in right now, we've kind of had a recipe for what we hope to never see, a situation where we've had drought across much of the state, followed by a wet and cold start to the winter. Uh, this has resulted in many folks who had cows out on corn stalks or were planning to grace in native range, finding themselves needing to feed hay much earlier than planned. Uh, this is coupled with, obviously, low hay stocks for many producers. This is resulting in a scenario where people are looking at their hay inventory and looking at the time they need to get till spring and looking at alternatives to try to stretch limited hay resources. Uh, walk through with us how limit feeding corn might be an option for them and how might they think about the logistics of making that work? Certainly. And along with that, Aaron, a lot of, if we think about a lot of producers right now, those cows are likely in that late gestation, early lactation phase. And so, uh, that's where we know their energy requirements are highest. And so it can be kind of eye-opening, but if we if we try to look at what feeds we have available and, and look at them on a price per pound of energy basis, um, that can kind of help us determine where we can best utilize those feeds. But yes, my article, we're looking at limit feeding cows, corn as an alternative to hay. And Although I definitely wouldn't consider corn prices cheap right now by any means, but when we compare that to the the price of a lot of the forages right now, um, it can really be a competitive option on a price per pound of energy basis. And so just, just as an example of that, um, if we do have corn that's priced at $6.76 a bushel, and we assume that's got a, a total digestible nutrient or TDN value of 88%, um, that's going to come out to about 16 cents per pound of TDN. And so when we look at our forage options, let's say we have some grass hay, for example, valued at $205 a ton. I mean, quality can really make a difference. Uh, if we've got a 50% TDN hay, that's going to come out to about 23 cents per pound of TDN versus, say, a higher quality hay at 60% TDN is going to be around 19 cents per pound of TDN. And so that, again, getting your hay tested so you really know what you have and what you're working with is important. But still, coming back to that point of the corn is still going to be your cheaper option on a price per pound of energy basis. When we feed corn, we really um, do need to limit feed that. And we want to avoid putting too much condition on cows. And also keep in mind that it, it's relatively low in protein. So we need to provide some source of protein, um, such as a 30 to 40% protein supplement that's going to help meet that cow's protein requirements. And then also just including some forage in the diet to really um, help prevent any digestive upsets. So Aaron, you mentioned the feeding of corn. And so some folks might be saying, well, can I just feed a little bit of corn with my hay and get by? And we can do that. Probably don't want to go over two to three pounds of whole corn a day, but also need to recognize that if you're trying to do that, you're also not getting the full benefit of the energy in the corn because the rumen microbes that break down and utilize starch in corn are different than what would utilize the fiber-based energy in hay. And so really, we don't want to be in the middle there. We want to either be just feeding a little bit of corn and some hay, or we want to make the shift and be limit feeding hay, just uh, enough hay to keep the rumen healthy 
and then shifting to corn because of the rumen microbes. I guess give us a little perspective there as we think about which way do we go with this. No, that's an excellent point, Aaron, because like you said, if, if we're feeding that just a two to three pounds or so in, in the forage-based diet, um, really that energy value is going to be a bit lower. Um, a lot of times we'll value that at more around that 83% value for TDN. But if if you make that full switch and feed that as like a limit-fed, higher grain-based diet, that's where we're going to get that full value, that 88% uh, TDN out of that corn. One of the other things that's just pretty important is the opportunity to use uh, ionophore like monensin uh, that is labeled for feeding to cows. And so does a couple things there will help you with managing uh, digestive upsets with the cows, but then also just the feed efficiency benefit we get from monensin. Yes. I mean, that's certainly a, an option to consider um, because most of these cows have been on on a forage-based diet. And so, like you said, we're just trying to um, transition and get those microbes in the rumen adjusted to that that new higher grain-based diet. And so we certainly want to um, take the steps to adjust those cows over a week to 10-day period, but keeping that uh, or feeding that ionophore is another tool that will help with that as well. One other thing, just thinking about, you mentioned uh, protein supplementation and this is a scenario where we actually can utilize non-protein nitrogen as a protein source and help us out because we have the availability of the starch and the rumen. And just, it's really a feedlot diet is what it is, but that's an option for us as we look at a protein supplement. Yes, it certainly is. Um, you wouldn't be limited to just feeding um, a protein source such as distiller's grains. You, you could feed something like urea. Aaron, let's talk through a little bit the logistics of making this work and just thinking about what are some things people need to consider if they're, you know, looking at this. It's a little different than just feeding hay. It certainly is. Um, and then I think a lot of that comes down to one point being that it is a limit-fed diet. And so you may see those cows acting hungry, even though that ration is built to meet their nutrient requirements. And so uh, feeding them at the same time each day can help with that. Um, if you are feeding in bunks, providing about 24 to 30 inches of bunk space can help. That way they all have access to that limit-fed limit, limit fed diet. You can also consider dividing them in, into different groups just to help keep those boss cows um, for, from consuming too much of the ration. And so uh, maybe separating them from some of the younger, more timid cows. One of the other things that I think is a question in many people's minds is if they have the equipment to feed hay, they may not be set up to feed corn. And so you're looking at the cost of corn, you're looking at the cost of hay, uh, thinking about maybe I need to get some bunks. I would encourage folks that there is the option of, you know, limit feeding the cows some hay and then actually breaking cows into groups. And you could have one set of bunks and then give the cows access to the bunk for a limited period of time. Again, I realize that's labor intensive and not something people would want to do necessarily, but it may be an option to get by this year when trying to hold the cow herd together and we're you know trying to get by with a minimal amount of expense. Being able to use a set of bunks maybe three times with cows rather than having enough bunks for all the cows would be an alternative. Again, recognize the logistics of that and the labor part would be challenging, but uh, could be an option. Definitely. Because like you said, Aaron, it's, it's really going to depend on each uh, individuals operation and their setup, you know, what they, what they have to work with. But 
yeah, if, they, if you can limit access to hay, um, if you do have bunks available, just kind of getting creative with what resources you have. Aaron, anything else on this topic you think would be valuable for producers as they're considering the option of limit feeding corn? I just mentioned some resources or other tools we have available. Um, the feed cost calculator is certainly a great tool to help you evaluate those feeds on a price per pound of nutrient basis. And that even takes into consideration beyond the purchase price, um, those costs involved with trucking or storage or feeding to really get at a cost per pound of nutrient consumed. Um, We also have a lot of resources and and research in the area of dry lotting cows. And so a lot of that involves feeding distillers or low quality forages. But I encourage you to check that out on our beast.unl.edu website as well. And just mention that um, if any producers need help evaluating their feeding options or putting together a ration, I certainly encourage you to reach out to your local beef educator or specialist because we're certainly willing to help with those. Aaron, thanks again for writing this article and your thoughts on how this might be applied in our current circumstances. Certainly. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article, as well as the additional resources that we discussed.